This episode of Intergalactic Interviews is brought to you in part by Over the Moon Games. Purchase the Fall, available now on PC, Mac, Linux, and Wii U. Blending the best elements of sci-fi creativity, The Fall is being called one of the best games you must play of 2014. Purchase The Fall now on Steam or HumbleBundle.com. Psst, some of us worked on it. Order The Fall today. Buy it now. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing out there? You having a good day? You having a good week, maybe? Huh? Huh? You know what today is? Today is episode 55. Brevity day, bitch. That's right. It's intergalactic interviews. And of course, I am your host, MD of the Boomsday Alliance. I thought your name was Jamie. Yeah, it's also whatever you want to call me, but... Uh, today, it doesn't matter who the fuck I am. What it matters is who's sitting on the faux white leather couch we have here in studio. Uh, beautiful amp records. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen, on hand here. Are you ready to be embarrassed, sir? Uh, it takes a lot to embarrass me, man. Uh, we have a recent Leo winner for Best Music Video. We have a uh, MMVA nominee. We have a Juno nominee. Uh, many, 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 many more to come in the future. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a performer slash slash vocalist. This is the same thing. I know. Well, let's just let's just keep this train going. Performer slash producer slash director slash uh, fashion. Um, Soon. Uh, fashion. Soon, yeah. uh, fashion. Working on a few things. Guru yeah. about to come up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Matt Brevner. How's it going, guys? Yo, I'm really stoked to be here, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, that was not bad, eh? Yeah, that's great. That was yeah. okay. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> Revner Day, bitch. Yes, we're <laughs> hanging out. So, uh, obviously, we're here to discuss uh, uh, your career and, and how things have been uh, moving in the last few years. Um, your, your rise within the Vancouver hip-hop scene has been um, documented, but in a way... Um, I feel like it almost hasn't been documented well enough. There's been a lot of, well, especially recently, some really interesting placements that you've been involved in within your timeline. Yeah. And uh, it, it seems like certain aspects of our infrastructure in our scene here are kind of lacking in terms mm-hmm. of covering this type of information. So that being said, uh, let's get right into it. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's start with uh, Magnum Opus. Oh, way okay. back, two thousand nine. Uh, that's right. So, yeah. <laughs> you you've been uh, recorded as saying that many people, including yourself, consider that to be your best work. Yeah. Um, your your upcoming album coming out uh, this week, actually, right? Yeah. Yeah, this week. Yeah. Um, actually, tomorrow, right? Uh, no. The hard copies are in a week. Digital was last week. That's so right. You can still get okay. it. Okay. It's around. It's flowing. It's around. Let's yeah, get it. It's it's a, I mean, by actually, by the time this episode comes out, which is Friday. Then, yeah, then it'll be right. next week. So, uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah. I was medium <laughs> correct. It's fine. I'll take that. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, what what are the main differences between your debut mm-hmm. and this new album, uh, Eclectricity. That's correct, yeah. Is that exactly how you say it? That's exactly how you say it. No one coached me on that. I, I, was, I was fretting over it. That's really good, man, because everyone calls it Electricity, and I just, like, smile, like... You know, nod my head with this yeah. like shit-eating grin and just like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, to be electric, 
in your performance, but mm. also to have eclectic mindset. I would imagine that was the fusing of that title. Yeah, it was like, it was more like a, uh, I was really working with a lot of EDM tones at the time, but I wanted to make them mine. And I'm kind of like, I don't know, I borrow from hip hop, of course, but like a lot of folk influence too. So I wanted to do something that was eclectic, but still in like the, my version of EDM realm. So right. That's well, where that name came from. So, so essentially, the main difference being between your your debut Magnum Opus and and Eclectricity mm-hmm. uh, would be maybe the evolution then of those styles to have totally like the, I think <clears throat> Eclectricity and Magnum Opus are the most alike as, of my projects I've put out because my my uh, my mission statement when recording Magnum Opus and recording Eclectricity was to make a song or make a record that when listened to front to back tells a story but if you pull a single song from each cut it's it could sound like it could be a single from another project mm-hmm. but then when listened to front to back it, it sounds cohesive yes. but if the track listing isn't co- isn't like front to back it might sound kind of sporadic and not necessarily the right fit now i i recently uh watched uh the video for sinner's prayer mm-hmm. and some pretty heavy imagery within that uh, including, uh, I would, I would just say like, I don't know, not to, not to burn the, 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 the ending cause it's pretty rad, but, uh, some, some pretty intense acting for, for music video quality. I, I would say, Thanks, I mean, <laughs> that across the board, a lot of your music videos have that level of quality. Um, but this one in particular, I mean, I mean, you're out there braving the elements. How did, yeah. how did this come together? Uh, last we were on tour for a dope sick tour with mad shot at the end of 2012 and a buddy of mine had a uh cabin in like northern ontario and it was fucking cold man it was like minus 35 I, or something i'm from like northwestern that. ontario oh crazy where where is uh whereabouts uh i couldn't tell you i can i can hit you back ontario is ridiculous it's big. huge it's fine but it's, it's like what is it it's like five hours from toronto west Oh yeah, where I'm from. This is how big Ontario is. Where I'm from, Kenora, Ontario. Yeah. If you drive continuously, yeah, it'll take you 29 hours to get to Toronto. Oh my goodness. Do you know, like that's crazy, that's right? That's insane. In the yeah, same you can distance. Go, like, three provinces in that time. That's right. Like yeah. people, like you see <laughs> Ontario on the map and you think it's like you yeah, know, whatever. Anyway, so you managed to get this uh, cabin. Yeah. So uh, you run out there just roughing it. We're out there for sunrise, you know. So we're like prepping all the shots when it was still dark and. It, I wasn't wearing any makeup. Like, I was actually that cold. And, <laughs> yeah, like, I looked purple and shit. I was actually that cold. And so, like, my DP and I were in this, like, canoe. And we're literally having to, like, break the ice off the water to get the boat in the water. Wow. And it's like, man, like, if we fall in this water, we're fucking dead right now. Like, there's, <laughs> you know, there's there, no... There's the one shot uh, uh, where it, it looks like, you. yeah, you managed to find, like, a break between the ice flow. Was that... You guys had to make that? Yeah, literally. We wow. just went out there with like three of us with paddles and just smashed the shit Jeez, out of it. And then really? As you get further away from shore, the ice isn't as thick. But the first like 20 feet, it's like solid, right? It's crazy. And you yeah, don't want to get like, it was rough. you know, isolated. And someone just pushes you off like, all right. Yeah, it was scary, man. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, I was in that boat for the final scene. We did it. I think we did it like three takes and the battery died. So someone had to run back to the cabin, which is oh, about like half man. a kilometer. So I'm sitting in the boat by myself and like, I can like literally feel like my, my limbs going numb. Like my, I couldn't feel anything below my knees. <laughs> my eyes, like was, my eyes were like starting to get blurry and shit. And for a good week, like for the rest of the tour, 
after that, my, like my eyesight was fucked up. Like it was really fucked up just from the cold. But. So you're, you're telling me an aluminum boat is not the best insulator for <laughs> definitely winter not. weather? <laughs> definitely not when you're only wearing dickies and a t-shirt. And That's like, hilarious. It's not, the best, not the best for minus 35 in Northern Ontario. How was sure. that tour, the, the Dope Sick tour? I mean, Matt Child's been experiencing a renaissance of sorts yeah. in terms of his career. Um, how was that uh, being main support for that tour? It was cool, man. Like I met a lot of... Uh, a lot of really supportive fans, a lot of really honest and hardworking people that just, you know, ride for what they believe in, which mm-hmm. is cool. Um, they showed me a lot of love and yeah, it was just really good to like be able to hit the road with my friends and it could have been, honestly, it could have been any tour and I would have been just as happy just to be out there and meeting people. And Well, um, I, I have to bring this up. Um, the, uh, the video for for a, a sinner's prayer mm-hmm. uh, that we just discussed is, is pretty amazing. Um, but a video that's getting a lot of buzz uh, continuously, mm-hmm. it seems like it's rising even more every day, is, uh, is the video for Dark Side of the Moon that uh, you, you completed with, if I recall, now you can ask Matt after the fact. Now I am not, I have nothing in front of me. I'm not reading notes. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to recall this. But uh, directed by, uh, was that David Dave McDonald? Yeah. Now, this is not my father, David McDonald, who, no, is, who is the exact same spelling and everything, <laughs> you know, despite the fact. It's not it's not my father. Pretty sure he's a rad guy, though. Seems like he has good taste in names. Yeah, directed by David McDonald, featuring Tom McDonald. Fuck, might just call me Brett Tom McDonald. Mac. Yeah, Tom Mack. <laughs> yeah, and so, uh, so yeah, everyone think. yeah, I'm not bringing this up because everyone's like, oh, it's a family thing or something. It's a... Uh, it's, it is, but it isn't. It's like, in a weird way, Dave McDonald is uh, one of my oldest friends known him since grade five actually and we grew up together just like we were always the kids that were just like freestyling at house parties and shit right, right. and then he went to film school um after high school and i followed the music thing and then we uh connected the first video we did together was uh mine mm. i don't know if you've seen that but yep. it was like during a photo shoot and then after that we did never going to be my friend together that that was actually uh just on a side note never going to be my friend uh that I think the first time I watched that, uh, I was just like solo, just kind of on the computer one day. And uh, it was like very, like within a week of it coming out or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, I watched that and that was the first time for me watching from a distance, uh, seeing seeing your career. It was the first time for me that I I saw, um, like, um, with all due respect. Yeah. uh, I mean, it was the first time I saw like, wow, here's like a... A, like a true artist like an artist mind thanks man. Do you know what i'm saying like not not that your previous work to that wasn't that but that yeah. was the first time for me watching casually where i was like wow man this is like some powerful stuff like the, the all the the, the basement scenes uh, of that video you know like yeah i mean i haven't seen this video in a bit but i can still remember like yeah it's pretty vivid so uh that being said what were we talking about dark side of the moon dark side of the moon yeah let's let's focus on the future okay, yeah, yeah. let's fuck <laughs> uh, so Dark Side of the Moon um, the video for this uh, just absolutely breathtaking thanks man with uh, I mean you guys are in, like spacesuits, astronauts yeah actually like it's funny because for our budget a third of the budget was spent on that suit wow because like there's apparently you know even living in Vancouver where they shoot so many features here and so many commercials there wasn't one spacesuit like replica spacesuit available for rental so we actually had to purchase it from LA and ship it up. It's just Jody, for the shoot. Jody so, Foster. 
yeah, have right? them all. Jodie Foster had all of them, and she's like five <laughs> foot tall, so that didn't really work. But, but yeah, so if anyone needs a spacesuit, like, yeah, call her. No kidding, right? <laughs> yeah. So you guys had to buy that outright? Yeah, man. Yeah. You gotta just mount that or well, something. Maybe I'll just rock it for Halloween. Halloween costumes just, for yeah. life now. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That's good. Uh, um, what was it like working with Tom McDonald? Now, Tom, Tom, um, last time I probably had him mentioned on the show, uh, I was talking with uh, uh, a few artists on here recently because there was like a bunch of top 20 lists coming out and uh, Tom was on the receiving end of some criticism. Yeah. Um, I think in today's day and age, a lot of artists would maybe shy away from working with someone who's receiving that type of negative light. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- what is it about Tom that made you say, screw that, I'm just going to work with him anyway? Um, well, I saw... I, 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 I'm not going to lie, I don't really keep an eye out what's going on locally. Right. But a friend of mine, Amanda Silvera, uh, she put me on a Tom shit. And I saw some of his old stuff. Because Tom used to just like pump out like viral video after viral video after viral video. And I was watching these videos. I watched a couple of these videos. I was like, you know what, man? Like, he's a really good songwriter. He knows how to stand in front of the camera. He just needs to put a little bit more attention into quality mm-hmm. and not quantity. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was like, we hung out. I was like, yo, dude, I really want to work with you. And he was like, cool, let's hang out. So I picked him up from the SkyTrain in Richmond. <laughs> we went to the studio, we piffed, and then we like, I, I was working on Dark Side of the Moon. I had already had like the hook and my verse done. And I was like, I, I wanted another MC on this track. Because I've been hearing a lot of people and buzzing the city like, oh, this guy sounds like Brevner. Man, man. I was like, okay, well, fuck. Well, that's perfect because I don't want right. to be on the second verse, but I want someone that kind of sounds like me aesthetically <laughs> that would work, you know? Well, that makes sense. So we hung out and he like bodied his verse and it was just really cool. And we've been like really good friends ever since. And I was just like, you know what, man? Like, I really like fuck with what you're doing. Like, let's work together on the video tip and just like slow it down a bit and stock up your resources. Yeah. So that when you do release stuff, it's more anticipated and people can see the growth, mm-hmm. you know? It's like even on like a much bigger level if you look at the paradigm between like jay-z and Lil wayne it's like Lil wayne's one of the most like prolific songwriters of all time he's one of the best rappers of all time and i'm sorry if you don't believe that you probably only heard lollipop and you never heard any of his drug mixtapes <laughs> i'm sorry i apologize you know but the re- but for that very reason the reason why jay-z gets loved so much love and Lil wayne doesn't is because all you hear is like pop song after pop song after pop song and you don't dig and see like the actual work that went into it it's like quantity 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 where jay-z drops an album every year and a half and it's classic exactly you know but if jay-z was dropping an album every four months you're like oh i'm sick of this guy like Like, you know what i mean but it's just it's you got to be tactical about how you release your shit that's actually a really really good analogy because the quality of lil wayne nowadays 2014 lil wayne is very easy to mock and criticize. Totally. But if you look at like 2008 Lil Wayne, no, it's, nuts. it's it's insane for anyone to, it's almost two different artists really. Yeah, if, totally. If, if you compare them because his work rate was so heavy. I mean, like he did like what, 300 something features or something. Yeah, he's been doing like at least a song a day for the past like 15 years. Like insane, right? Yeah. And so you're right, like it's almost, when you get to that point and you're essentially competing with yourself or your label mate, mm-hmm. And that's like all, like him and Drake are literally on the Drake Little Wayne versus tour or yeah. whatever you know. Yeah. Uh, if if that's like a marketable point because it's so easy, <laughs> it's so obvious to do yeah. that. Then yeah, maybe it's time to like kind of step back for a minute, mm-hmm. let some people breathe. You know? Yeah, exactly, and just put put out your uh, your best work. Your best work, not your you know, not your most recent work. Yeah, exactly, right, exactly, exactly. Right. So I saw I saw potential. I mean, like 
people are gonna hate you know that's just what they like to do when they don't get it they don't understand and then you know when things start to work they want to help you when you don't need them anymore and that's not just this city that's just people generally it doesn't matter what career field you're in it doesn't matter what you do and I'm not typically one to reach out but I just saw what Tom was doing I was like you know what like a couple tweaks and this guy could do something really really special and I so don't regret my decision because he's killing See, that right takes now. a lot of vision to be able to see something like that as a producer I can definitely yeah I, you know, I, I relate to that idea that um, to be able to see the potential of not just the the person, but like of the body of work. You yeah. can say like, okay, look, that it's not just about doing the one single or one song, but it's yeah. about okay, this can put you on the map, kid. Like this can really sort out your next few years of releases, like for real. Yeah. I mean, like he, like I couldn't uh, see something I didn't like about it i mean he produces all his own shit he mixes all his own shit he shoots his own videos he writes his own songs it's like it's me seems You're yeah, white that me. seems very yeah <laughs> you know what i mean so like I, i'm down with that i respect that so like that seems very familiar work. it just makes sense you know yeah definitely and at the end of the day all the artists that i work with they're just an extension of myself so even if i don't put out a project for a year but everyone around me is hustling and putting out projects i stay relevant you know so it's just like a way to keep working and keep pushing and building absolutely yeah um now, speaking of relevance, um, obviously uh, an, another name in the scene right now that's, that's popping up. I mean, uh, locally it's not an obvious thing, but he's also making good national aid. Mm-hmm. So obviously we're talking about Sunreal. Yeah. Um, you've produced for Sunreal in the past. Yeah. I worked with them before. Uh, what, what, was, what was it like working with Sunreal in 2012? Because, uh, um, I mean, that was around, uh, I don't remember the release he had at that period of time. But, or aware that I didn't that's... really work with him. I like we hung out one time and I played him a few beats and he hit me up a bunch of times for that she gone beat and it's funny because snack wanted it too because snack, snack wanted to do yeah. something that was a little different from the, the lane that he was doing like he wanted to do something that was away from the boom bap mm-hmm. and so I was just like ah who what should I do with it what should I do with it and I'm giving it to son and yeah it was cool like I don't I don't know we don't really like kick it like that but yeah. Yeah. I've had, you know, uh, almost but I respect what he's doing, man. You know, to be perfectly honest with you. Okay. I was laughing cause I was, <laughs> I was on, uh, I was on, what was it? Hip hop Canada the other day, just browsing it. Oh yeah. Hip hop I saw this dude, Cam Hunter. And I think he's like one of the rappers from down with Webster and him and oh, uh, son have toured, I think together and done some shit together. That's right. Yeah. And I, he just dropped this video called, uh, Oh Lord or something like that. Oh yeah. And I was like, man, like, son must be like i'm so i'm i finally made it because these guys are copying me because like i heard this fucking song and i I heard it i was like man like this is i closed my eyes i was like i hear aaron like what's going on and i opened my eyes like it's not aaron and i was like this is fucked up cam from down webster yeah i don't care like yeah i'm saying it shit was whack it was a bite it was a total bite but son will never like admit it because he's too nice so i'll just talk shit for him yeah he's a pretty nice guy (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty funny i uh i don't really uh I guess maybe in industry way, I, I, I would maybe know him through like Anami Vice. That's yeah. about it. But then even no, that, no, it's a good song. Don't get me wrong; it's well produced. The video is well shot. Even though the the back of the truck scene was like a direct bite of like some Mickey Blanco shit, like the exact scene. Really? And I know this because I'm a director and I notice these things. <laughs> but like, I get what he's doing and I see it, and it's kind of like he sounds like Sunreal, but a little bit edgier because he's talking about getting drunk and shit. So I get that. But it's just like, man, like good for you son you got biters you got copycats well, already good, i mean that's a good thing for sunreal <laughs> i mean 
the I think probably the the heaviest criticism surrounding Sunreal would be the I mean like if there was a criticism to mm-hmm. add is that uh, it's funny you bring up that he has you know people kind of jockeying style at this point but uh, I mean there was a period of time where it's like he would just sound like whoever was hot himself like he was he was doing that you know yeah so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean it is what it is but yeah uh, I don't know. It's it's just like you know, a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy right. of a photocopy. It's, Fight Club, you know what's yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, he's got his own style now, which is good. But uh, I mean, here's the thing: moving into uh, moving into like what's what's happening with your new record. Okay, uh, who's <laughs> featuring on? on on this, this record i mean uh we got stevie ross yes uh no nah, stevie actually isn't on this record oh no no uh uh who's on this record mocha's on this wait record. a minute did i get this wrong are Again, you on are you no notes in front of me electricity electricity is an album that i recorded in 2009 2010 that's just being released now right Jesus yeah. Christ. and that was with uh, mocha and fembot and kai kai skywalker right. i was working with him heavily at the time and um yeah that's it are you and kai working together anymore no not really we're homies like kai's like a brother to me man we're like family but we're doing our own thing oh okay yeah Yeah, i i I didn't know that but i uh, still think he's one of the best rappers in canada i actually first day i i didn't hear about him until uh well i mean i originally heard of uh when he was in that group with atlan yeah shatas shatas they're nasty now that when that ep dropped uh i met him the day I met Just Blaze was the day I oh, met crazy. Kai. It was random ass. Oh, was this day. at Fortune at that panel with yeah. Kyle Craft and shit? Yeah, way it was back just totally day. random ass yeah, day. Yeah. yeah, I think Flippo was hosting or something. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, what was that? Stylus or something? That I think was, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I was there too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a fun day. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And was uh, I remember uh, seeing. Uh, I think it was Seth Shiskin. Yeah. Showed me the the video and he's yeah. like, "You got to see these guys, the Shadas," and, and I was like, "Cool." And the video. And, uh, did you direct that video? No, I didn't. No, no. We kind of like came together during the mastering phase of their oh, of that okay. record of the I Am the Beast. I was gonna say that. See, that's something for you right there. That's prolific. Where it's like people are just a, a, like the you know dark side of the moon. They're like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Brevner uh, must have directed that. And it's right. Like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. well, I have my piece in like everything I do, but it's really about um, not trying to do everything yourself. Like trying to build a skill set so that you can recognize talent and abilities in other people. And then just surrounding yourself with people that are really good at one thing rather than pretty good at a bunch of things. That's true, yeah. You know, yeah. specialized knowledge is so important, so. That's good. Well, someone like yourself, who yeah. is actually talented in many areas, what's what's something that that you feel you can't do that you need to reach out to other people? Um, hmm. <laughs> I'll try to do anything, <laughs> but I mean, I'm not like a graphics designer. I'm not a concert promoter. I'm not a. I'm not a booking agent. Right. You know. Um, I mean, most people aren't those yeah. things, right? Like I'm not like a, di- a director of photography, but like I'll direct and I'll write a screenplay or a script, mm-hmm. you know, and then have a DP run the camera for me, you know. Right. Yeah. Like if you can get a video treatment together. Yeah. And yeah. you you know exactly how you want it to look. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, but you need a DOP to kind of. Yeah, to do, do it the properly. Like I mean, if we're doing something <laughs> on an SLR, I can shoot it, but. You know, I'm I'm not trained to operate a red by myself. Or, of course, yeah. No, I understand. Yeah, Alexa or whatever. That's good. Well, who is who's someone you're you're listening to lately? I know in the past 
you've mentioned in interviews that uh, you don't generally listen to other people's music. Yeah. I would assume that probably pertains more to the genres that you're within. Yeah. But if there's someone who makes their way into your headphones. Yeah. Uh, besides my voice right now, <laughs> who would this? Who would it possibly be? Who would you be listening uh, to? I've started. This is like a long-winded question, but to give you the short of it, I've really been listening to a lot of uh, like Chicago rap lately. Like, okay. I, I love Lil Bibby, man. That's Some my chai dude. rack. Yeah, Lil Bibby is my dude. I love it. That's crazy. Yeah, he's just like so smooth and like honest. I just don't like listening to like obviously like I appreciate listening to like. Immortal Technique or like Kendrick Lamar or like the really talented writers but as a writer myself I don't want to listen to too much of it because then it starts to seep out in what you do and yeah. I don't want to do that because to be honest like 99% of you guys all sound the same man and I'm not trying to be in that 99% <laughs> I don't mean you I mean you guys I don't mean I you. always yeah. assume everything said in this room is you know with the exception of present company yeah. that's okay no don't you know worry. it's just like it it's all like it's all the same shit now. Of course. Well, I got to be honest. I, I didn't have you pegged as like a immortal technique. Yeah, man. Like I'm ahead. Like, you know, I grew up. Of course. I, I grew up on just, just because I don't like make the style. Like, honestly, like my biggest influences in high school, I listened to a lot of technique, a lot of uh, woo, of course. I was always East Coast guy. Yeah, like, same. Young Jay-Z, yeah. like Nas, of course. Uh, I but I Central, really like so. Bay Area rap too, like Selly Cell and like X-Rated and Brother Lynch and shit. Just for more like not so much content matter the beat, because there's stuff. It's like not the, it's not the most uh, technically strong music, but just <laughs> the feeling that you get mm. from it. You know, just well, like the vibe. Yeah, so. I, I can feel that. Well, who's um, since we're talking about technique, wh- like what's your favorite Immortal Technique song? Oh, it's got to be Dance with the Devil. Like I'll never forget it's the classic. first time I heard that song. I know it's classic, but I mean. First time I heard that song, I was like in grade nine, smoking a joint in my buddy's basement, and it like literally gave me goosebumps. And I was like, "This is the most fucked up, disgusting thing I've ever heard." <laughs> and I was like, "How could this not be true?" <laughs> like, it's you know? pretty real. It's right? like <laughs> this, it was it was horrible. Like it was like it gave me nightmares, man. But I was like, "That's writing." As you a know? fellow producer, I think I would say creation and destruction. I really like the production on that. Beat. Yeah. For yeah. some reason, I don't know. It's just yeah. very simple. Yeah. It's, it's very like boom bap and stuff. That's the kind of thing I put on it. You're trying to spark writing. No doubt. Or something like yeah. that. You just kind of get an idea going. That's yeah. the kind of stuff I like. Um, but lately, yeah, like, Bibby. I love Tom York. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my dude. His, uh, his, so his new album that just came out in uh, torrent form. Yeah. Essentially only. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what do you think about that model? I think it's smart, man, because it's like, if he's going to release it under a major, he's not getting six bucks a copy. But if he releases it independently for six bucks a copy or by donation, he's probably making more money and the PR is free because all he has to do is like get his publicist to do a couple drops and like fader, billboard, whatever. And then yeah, yeah. it'll just promote itself because that's the, I, you know, that's what P2P is essentially. Yeah. You know? Isn't it interesting how 2014 will be remembered in the annals of history? It'll, it'll be, be uh, late December 2013 Beyonce dropping an album with no promo and yeah. then it becoming one of the best albums essentially uh, if you can count I guess because the quarters it would be in this yeah. know, this year or whatever at the end of that yeah. quarter but um, and then Tom York of Radiohead doing essentially the same thing, the same thing yeah. but utilizing torrents and, and actually utilizing that P2P connection um as opposed to like, hey, I'm throwing this up on my website. And, yeah. You know, See, that's like down. the right way to do it as opposed to U2. Like, because like U2 has the power of Apple behind them to, to market their shit. But yeah. they just decided to put their music on a bunch of phones for people that 
don't want it and the demographic <laughs> of people that do want their shit they have no idea how to use iCloud anyways. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, a bunch of people are just like, oh, fucking you too. I hate you too. Get off my phone. Isn't that funny? You the know? backlash they receive for essentially doing... But it's like, I know, get it, though. It's like, here's a gift, but, like, we don't want it, and it's an invasion of privacy, right. so fuck off. Like, and people made a lot of big deal about that, but people forget that, like, when the Samsung tab dropped, yeah. Jay-Z did the same thing Yeah. Uh, with uh, Mab... Uh, Magna Carter. Yeah, I think the difference in that it was like a selling point of the phone because they ran like advertisement campaigns and shit. They're like, if you buy this tab, you will mm. also get an advanced copy of Magna Carta Holy Grail. So all these Jay Z heads are like, awesome. Rather than just <laughs> everybody who has a cell- an iPhone anyways, looking like, why the fuck is there you yeah. two on my iCloud right now when I knew nothing about it? Was hello, like, oh, surprise! Hello. Happy birthday! Like you <laughs> yeah. know, it's just it wasn't very tactful. Yeah, think, that's it. You know? you know what? It's it's essentially like accidentally inviting a vampire into your home or yeah something true like that right yeah you're just like oh geez he's here now yeah you can't, <laughs> can't get him out. yeah it's just not it's a, a good look man. yeah it's a weird situation yeah but you know um i i feel very blessed in the industry that like i'm, I'm able to work you know and, and keep work full-time and yourself as well like like you, you're you're constantly working and doing getting lots of uh lots of gigs and stuff i mean uh, this episode comes out Friday, but the show uh, coming up, you're doing an arena show. Yeah, with chaos. Fun, yeah, in the in the vein of uh, the Beastie Boys, the benef- benefit manifest for Tibet. Manifest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. I'm really like stoked to be a part of it, man. It's like all the acts are top notch, and we're following the Dalai Lama. So how ill is that? I mean, come on, you that's know? pretty wild, right? And uh, yeah, I've never played a stadium show in Vancouver. That suits so. you so well the following Dalai Lama I don't know how I don't know why no it's true you know what it's it it's funny though. man a lot of people have like I, I give off a very I guess because like especially with the Bushido album the branding was very strong in my like Asian roots so people assume that I'm probably like a very liberal left wing kind of Buddhist kind of <laughs> guy when in fact I'm actually pretty like right wing conservative interesting right yeah and uh but that's okay. You know, people can think what they want to think. And I don't mean, like, right-wing conservative to, like, the 60s. But I mean <laughs> right-wing conservative as in, like, I'm obviously a man of the, of the current time. So I'm not, like, hard-nosed on a lot of things. I understand the way certain right. things work just because of the world we live in. Right. But, yeah, I'm, I'm mostly leaning right on most things. Well, does that... That would probably pertain a lot then to spirituality as well. Yeah, it totally comes out in my music. Like, I mean sinner's prayer is like exactly pretty right. obvious like i mean i've had a couple people say like yeah i really like sinner's prayer and it was but it was a bit preachy i'm like well it was called sinner's prayer preachy yeah someone said that to you you, yeah. you, get, you get feedback like that yeah i'm like that's okay it's preachy like yeah it was it's, yeah <laughs> like, yeah know? it was it's called like, sinner's I mean, prayer like i mean yeah. if you look at like even jitters like that was a song about god the whole song was about god mm-hmm. and it was like the only independent song to get nominated that year and it's just like that's that's like badass to me and it's like yeah right. that was preachy as fuck because like, because I, I you know you get a guy like mad child on it yeah people, it's almost like it uh it counterbalances the message or something like that yeah people, you know who he himself is spiritual as well he says so yeah says so yeah but right okay now now that's the thing uh that that's kind of uh been with you in your career mm-hmm. is that you you really you speak up and say it you always you will follow what you're saying and, and you, you stand yeah. up for your faith yeah um over the years there's been you know like people try to criticize you for that yeah uh, how, how do you feel uh having to still address that kind of situation i think it's like i think it's great 
I think it, if it like makes <laughs> people un- like the truth always makes people uncomfortable. So I mean, not there's no there's nothing on this planet that makes more like people more uncomfortable than the name Jesus Christ. So you say that people get weird. Is that odd? Every time. Oh, well, I don't think it's odd. I think it's by no, design. No, I, I mean personally. Odd. Odd that. Uh, I think it's hilarious. Odd that a name associated to an image and an icon can you be know, that way. But it makes people so uncomfortable. I don't know if you know this about me, but my father is a, is a pastor. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know that. Uh, now, he's he's recently taken taken his vows. Uh, so, I mean, within the last, like, five years. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't grow up like that. Right. But uh, my mother was always very spiritual. Yeah. Uh, uh, if I was to be completely transparent, I think the only religion I follow nowadays is the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> but, uh, you know... And people criticize me more for that than anything else. Oh, you got a lot of faith, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say, you know? You know, I start out there, I'm like, oh, I can tell you have good taste, you know, that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, I think I think when it comes to music, yeah, there's, there's something to be said about the ethereal energy surrounding creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think non-creative types, um, maybe more of a standard consumer, mm-hmm. would would see someone tap into something like that and and if it's associated with a divine inspiration mm-hmm. then it immediately makes sense to them because they go oh okay because a third party put that there yeah but if you didn't have that spirituality about you and you didn't if you didn't feel it but you still understood that there's like some mysticism there yeah uh, outside of your own control mm-hmm. uh it kind of becomes this weird gray area where people think you're eccentric or something like that yeah but, but if you're able to associate it with an existing religious platform then then all of a sudden it's like it's okay or something like that you know what i mean i feel like it's like yeah it kind of like justifies it in a weird way but i i honestly believe that regardless of whether you acknowledge where your inspiration's coming from or not it's always coming from something else and whether it's dark or light like i don't know i think there's a we have a way as humans of like justify trying to justify everything and saying everything's gray everything is when in fact i I believe that things are actually very black and white and Mm. gray gray area is just our justification for our shortcomings so it's very interesting that's what i believe because i mean you can argue you know like i could be i could argue with you all day and come up with a million reasons why the sky is yellow but at the end of the day it's still blue like you know i can argue that point until i'm blue in the face no pun intended but well i i think I think really quality of of what you do with your time here mm-hmm. is really the true measure of of a person. I think like regardless of your beliefs or whatever, totally. Yeah, you know, if if you're able to uh, either increase your own your own uh, happiness without in, infringing on others, mm-hmm. or increase the happiness of others, um, and just humbly, you know, accept your own situation for what it is. I think that's the kind of the main drive of of uh, most people i just think that it kind of gets caught up a little bit sometimes in in our industry because within the entertainment industry it's, it's very much about saddling uh your your desires oh yeah for, it's extremely shallow right yeah you gotta like saddle that it's it's interesting yeah, it's by weird. design it's shallow yeah it has it also has its weird merits that um the 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 most odd people will invoke the name of God to, to do their their craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always laugh when I... Because I, I watch a lot of MMA. Yeah. And I always laugh when it's just like, I just want to thank God, the Jesus Christ, the, our Lord and Savior. He's the one 
gave me the power to make this other man unconscious. Like that's you know that's kind of a crazy thing to associate. It is kind of a crazy thing to associate, right? Yeah. Or like even if you associate it with the training process, he's like, yeah, yeah I just got to give it up to God. He was there for me when I personally dehydrated myself of 28 pounds yeah. to make weight to crush another man in in armed combat. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's that. true. Yeah, it's a weird thing. It but, is a weird thing. I mean, I think a lot of. Uh, a lot of blasphemy like whenever you're you're searching something that brings joy to yourself or like accolades to yourself personally there's a lot of like blasphemy that gets you there but i mean at the end of the day like if it's if you're giving glory and grace to god for what you did like that's cool at least that's one positive for me like that's how i look at it i mean when you get to the point matt brevner yeah that you're converting people oh i won't people people will say listen Look at Matt Brevner, he's doing it. He's got these noms. Look at all these nominations. <laughs> he's got these wins. He's got these things piling up. People are going to look at their own life and say, I, I got to get clean. I got I to gotta figure my own spirituality. Yeah, I mean, if I'm like a good influence for people, I, I shouldn't be. I'm not a good influence <laughs> in any way, man. That's a very I'm humble... I'm not. You know man. what I'm I saying, though. Like, like, I, I'll tell you my, like a little rundown of my story. Okay. I, was, uh, okay. I grew up in a Buddhist house. Okay. I found Christianity when I moved to Japan when I was 21. Wow. on my own which is kind of weird that's a, that's a weird place yeah because there's no there's like really no christianity and, yeah but i was just starting to see patterns and weird things that just i couldn't ignore it anymore but yeah like i've been like a drug dealer from like 15 to like 23 like anything under the sun just trying to make it work yeah like not just trying to make it work trying to like cop dope shit too like it was like extremely <laughs> right, okay. greedy yeah. but like i think like that kept me from doing drugs because i was always like i saw the product of it so like with that being said, I am not a good influence. I'm not, but like I'll, I'll be the first to admit that I'm a piece of shit. So if that helps other people admit that they're shitty too, then maybe I am a good influence in a way. That's interesting because then you would have the self awareness. Yeah, like improve. I mean, that's what Sinner's Prayer was about. It's like literally like looking in the mirror and like actually looking in the mirror and not and, and admitting that I don't like what I see and I need help to change it because the de- the issues that I'm dealing with or the demons I'm battling are bigger than myself and I'm enough of a man to admit that I, they are in fact bigger than me. And that takes a lot of power and courage in order to even admit that. Yeah, it wasn't easy, man. Like when I wrote that song, I was like miserable. I was really depressed when I wrote that song. So it's pretty rough. Um, you have you. Have you dealt with depression before? I, I know that uh, you you took uh, the the unfortunate uh, passing of Rick Rippin, uh, Vancouver Canuck. Uh, I know you took that uh, a little rough. Yeah. Um, uh, as a lot of people did. Yeah. Um, have you experienced that yourself? Uh, depression over the years? Then. Yeah, I think it comes with the ter- it comes with the uh, territory of being an artist, a creative type, mm-hmm. because like you live one life you project another life and everything in your day-to-day is like a like a bounce between the two of them and like you're always like remembered for the last the last thing you've done so it's like you know (laughs) it's always like a bunch it's it's kind of it's depressing like i mean that is so well said you know it's it's i really mean that so like i'm in the middle between like the people that are actually in my life that know me for like for example like my grandma if i make her lunch she knows me as like one way or like my little cousin or like my best friend from high school they know me as one way and then my fans know me as as another way but it's weird because like my fans like that actually listen to my music 
maybe know me more sincerely than the people in my life because I'm saying things in my songs that I would never say to people that are the closest yeah, to me. In your inner but circle, yeah. Then the people that are closest to me just see me as the same little kid that I've always been and they really have no <laughs> grasp of who I am to the outside right. world. You're trying so to be like, like, hey, people actually are listening to me on yeah, a mass you know? scale, right? Yeah. So your identity is really lost in that because you're always bouncing between two parallels and like you kind of, it's really easy to be depressed and lose That is so that. well said. I really, I really appreciate you saying that because uh, I personally have struggled with a lot of things. What you said just about uh, uh, you're always compared to your last thing, I mean, that resonates so well with me. And I often explain the artist mindset to, to again, like a non-artist mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll, they'll run such an even flow throughout the week that they'll, you know, they get a flat tire and that'll be such a pitfall for them. Yeah. But then that flat tire is still a pitfall three weeks later when they're talking at their dinner party. They're yeah. like, and you'll never believe I had a, a flat tire. Could you imagine that? I had to call BCAA or whatever. And then they have this big situation. Whereas like for us, uh, in a creative mindset, it's like it's like you you experience uh, the highest highs yeah, and then like the, lowest, the lows. lowest depths. Like the your your lows are just depths. And you get to the right when you start to rise again, like the, the you feel such a magnanimous rush of energy. Yeah. It, it's almost it's almost like too much. You know it's once. coming. Yeah, you know, you know it's coming. Is coming. That's another thing too, because yeah. it rides a wave in an audio sense. It's just like frequencies. You're just vibrating at different frequencies, and eventually, mm-hmm. at one point, you just oh, you pop at one point, and that's why I guess maybe when we see people who have been doing it for so long and so successful, you go, wow, you, you were you were able to catch some frequency there where you're just like you did not stop the yeah. ride for how long, right? Or what it's perceived to be, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think it's a uh yeah, that comes back to, like, stacking your assets and, like, being ready, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, right now, uh, I'm working on... Well, Eclectricity is going to be the last album that Matt Brevner puts out. I'm, like, changing my name for 2015. I'm starting fresh. I've been working on an album all year for next year. Okay. And um, I'm focusing it more. It's, like, it's... Uh, my whole life, uh, as an artist anyways, I've had this. Music was always my escape from the, sh- the shitty things that I did in my life. So I never wanted to glamorize them. Because like I always felt like, oh, there's so many corny ass like gangster rappers that don't do shit. And, like, and it's just like, I didn't want to fall in that category. Mm-hmm. Especially coming from Vancouver. Because even though like we live in probably one of the drug capitals of the world, mm-hmm. people don't like think it's like that because people don't think it's hard on the they don't think it's hard at all you know so it's like okay well then i don't want to like pigeonhole myself in that but then i went to queens um for like you know doing shit with like the coke boys and stuff and i was like yo like these guys are like it was weird new york is like a second home for me because being uh part black all my dad's side of the family is in long island and i didn't really know any of them until recently from uh trinidad and tobago yeah trinidad and tobago yeah so it was like it was weird because like I saw like I got to connect with like all my dad's side of the family and also like see all these dudes that were like making careers for themselves on a, on the biggest level off of like thing like my story like things that I've been doing my whole life but I've shied away from you know for, for people at home that uh, maybe don't know uh, Matt's referring to when he uh, directed uh, French Montana and Chink Drug, Drugs uh, yeah, yeah uh, feelings video that's right yeah but uh yeah so i came home with like a new inspiration i was like you know what like i don't give a shit if it's if it comes off as corny or not this is like essential part of my story and it's like i need to get it out that's right you know so i'm yeah this album that i'm working on for next year is all about that and what are you changing your name to 
I'm just dropping the mat. It's just, just me Brevner, Brevner, right? Just Brevner from now on. I mean, yeah, you kind of like almost grandfathered that in a little bit. Yeah. On the social media a little bit, yeah. right? And so, yeah. It's just, it's a little more uh, uh, open to interpretation. It's, it's kind of like a strange name. It's like, it might be a name. It might be something. It might be like, you're not really sure what it is on first listen. It's, it's very uh, social network like. Yeah, it sexier. sounds like you've heard it before when you probably haven't, you know. <laughs> it's sexy. Just drop the the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, just, exactly. Yeah, just leave, drop the mat. Just, just Brevner. Exactly, you know? yeah. yeah. Uh, are you okay if uh, we switch gears here for a second? Of course, yeah. Do some listener interaction? Of course, yeah. Okay, yeah, just hang tight there one sec. Yeah. So? So? If I may, do I have my phone on me? Jesus Christ. This happened last week, too. <laughs> Go ahead, Brevner. Tell them your favorite song on the new album. From uh, Electricity? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my favorite song on the new album is like how professional I am? probably yeah it's good yeah it's probably let me fall just because like I think at the time when I wrote it it was like pretty progressive on like production wise anyways and it's just really honest so I think that's because I wrote that song it's just about like kind of like losing grip on like my real life in order to chase the music shit and it may be for nothing at the end of the day and this was like all before like the the juno mmba shit so it was kind of like now i have this different perspective and it's like interesting to look back at like my head back then and it i kind of wish i could just go like give my younger self a pat on the back and right be like don't worry kid it's gonna, it's be, gonna be okay yeah it's gonna but be- then again if i wasn't that depressed i wouldn't have made the music i made so that is interesting this right that's how it works well and you're releasing music that you've it's like prequel yeah ask. it's yeah. gonna have that effect where you look back and be like hey man totally like, the sacrifices you're describing there yeah that can be like i mean that can drag the average person down oh it does all the way right and it does all yeah. the time right um this segment of the show it's called rapid fire okay uh, it's pretty straightforward all you have to do is uh, select uh a or b okay uh, not literally but it's just of the two choices okay uh, you have to pick one but you have to Okay. Now, these were developed specifically for you, oh, shit. Matt Brevner. Okay. Okay. Uh, are you ready for this? Yeah, let's go. Okay, here we go. Uh, the first one is this. Uh, Pro Tools or Logic? Pro Tools. Immediately. Nice. Nice. Why Why Pro Tools? Just what I started with. Yeah. And it's just what I know now. When I signed with Amp here, they were like, oh, yeah, we uh, we run Logic. And I was like, shit. I all, this, <laughs> all this time. Logic on, on paper makes more sense. Like, if I was to start from scratch and... With no experience, I'd go Logic because like you get everything for free, and it's like it's it's smooth. But I just I know Pro Tools now, so that's just I, what I'm on. I definitely it's like yeah. weird. It was like being raised, right? <laughs> weird, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, okay, two. Uh, Canon or Nikon? Canon. Canon, right? Yeah. You got a favorite piece? I started I started on Nikon, and then I I don't know. I just Canon's just like easier because everybody has. Canon lenses kicking around and it's just like I don't know it's just more of like an industry standard thing Fair enough. for videographers at least that's right not that this show is being filmed I love Canon too though I got love for Canon too this and a, Nikon this and is Nikon, everything yeah, yeah sorry <laughs> that's good uh, okay because you're a director yeah uh, are you more excited for the new Star Wars or the new Star Trek coming out oof both being directed... Well, actually, Star Trek Three being directed by Robert Orchie now. I think I'm excited for new Star Wars just because it's so epic. It's so, like, grandiose, you know? And, and hopefully they do it right. That itch has already been scratched a little bit with Star Trek, right? Yeah. And so, I don't know. Yeah. I've, I've had many 
angry J.J. Abrams rants on this. I'm not a. I I'm really huge. like the new Star. Like you know, like I'm not a truant in like the Star Trek uh, story. I'm not a Trekkie, so Fair like enough. to just like go into it and just seeing a little bit of. It's like oh man, it's like I remember in high school. It's like oh, it's grade grade ten. I'm like supposed to be doing science homework. I'm smoking a joint, and then like Deep Space Nine is on TV, and I'm like fuck this. I might as well do my homework. So like that's oh, the extent okay. of like okay, my my yeah. Trekkiness. Understand. But like I mean, I watched the movies, both of them, and I really like Tom Hardy. I think he's a great actor. Tom but, Hardy uh, yeah. is pretty pretty amazing. But like I enjoyed them, and uh, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm, yeah. So I'm not mad at it. But we'll see what happens here. Yeah. Uh, number four, performing in smaller, intimate venues or larger arenas. Because you've been on, you've been on quite a few yeah. tours. You've done quite a different range of shows. I like bigger venues. They're easier to play. Because when you're playing smaller rooms, it's it is more intimate, so you can feel every eye on you. But when you're in a bigger stadium, it's just kind of like drowned it out, and you just do your thing. Just do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You just kind of roll yeah, through it's it. Not, it's it's almost like you don't feel all the eyes. It's like way easier to play in front of ten thousand people than ten. That's, I think that's interesting, right? Yeah. yeah. I I personally, I I feel like. I feel like when I developed this question, I thought maybe you might have said intimate just because well, your think, music translates. Yeah, as like, okay, I mean, like in the act, physical act of performing, I'd rather play bigger venues. But right. as far as like for my career and connecting with people and like doing what I do justice, mm-hmm. smaller venues all day. Okay. You know, so, but That's I know you actually, can't choose both, yeah. but I mean, for the act of like, oh, I'm nervous. This is my job. Thank you for respecting venues. the rules of the game, yeah. sir. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, and uh, final question. You ready for this? Okay, let's do it. Okay, final question is... Drum roll. Producing or directing? Producing. I'm a music guy first. First, right? You know? Um, directing is like... I, I, I used to do a lot of... Like I was telling you earlier, I used to do a lot of like, TV and commercial work when I was a kid. So Actually, think- yeah. Brevner walks into the, the lobby upstairs in the studio and he's like, this is weird history. I used to do a lot of uh, commercial auditions and stuff upstairs. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? The blast from the past for yeah. sure. So I think like that uh, helped me translate into what I'm doing now more easily because I've, I grew up around it. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm a musician first and I'm just blessed to be able to direct because of my production abilities as a musician. Fair enough. You know, because if it wasn't, if people didn't respect me as a musician, they wouldn't be working with me or even entertain my ideas as a director. That's true. You know, so yeah, music, always music. Well said. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think we'll, uh, we'll do listener questions now. Is that okay. cool? Great. Yeah. All right. Shang tight one sec. Listener questions. Uh, so these questions are questions that have come in via listeners, um, obviously. <laughs> and, uh, uh, they are uh, we ask through social media, and then uh, listeners and fans get back to us through this way. So uh, these ones come in. Um, first question, listener submission. Question the first, uh, Matt. Who are your favorite directors you like? Ooh. Hmm. You That's know. tough. Well, I, I think my favorite director is probably Gaspar Noé and Tarantino, of course. Yeah, man, right? Yeah, I know, and that's kind of like a mainstream answer. You're probably looking for something more like hipster and weird, but no, Tarantino's a G, so... Can you, can you give <laughs> me, uh, uh, just for people, maybe even myself, that, yeah. that uh, wouldn't know, like a Gaspar flick? He did... Um, Enter the Void. Have you ever heard of Enter the yes, Void? Yes. Yeah. So he, if a lot of you guys probably aren't familiar with it, but uh, in Kanye West's All of the Lights video, 
when they do the intro and it's like all the flashing crazy neon uh, signage mm -hmm. they actually took that from enter the void that's like enter the void's opening sequence um but yeah he's like he's brilliant and uh his films are very uh edgy and kind of like make you feel awkward and strange and they i don't know they're just they're really good <laughs> really good <laughs> it's like a racer head on crack or something pretty much yeah, yeah. uh question the second best fan story so far I would think interaction. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I think that's what that means. That one came in via Facebook. Oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's there's been like a, a few good ones of like like awesome fans have been really supportive and like like got like lyrics tattooed on them and shit. But I'm not gonna tell those stories. I'll, I'm gonna give you this one. Okay. Uh, three or that's four wild, years ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's like, a lot of pressure. Pretty wild. Yeah. But, okay. Three or four years ago, I was at a house party in East Van. And uh, there's this one girl that like I'd been like in love with for like the longest time and she's like a really good friend of mine and like out of nowhere she just like kissed me and it was like really like heavy moment and then we like went outside to like talk about it and I went outside and this fucking kid was like making out with his girlfriend on the hood of my car. And I was like, on dude, your car? on my car, on the hood of my car. Okay. Okay. I was like, dude, get the fuck off my car and he <laughs> looks at me, he's like, What are you gonna do about it? And then his girlfriend's like, No, let's go, let's go. And so whatever, we like we didn't see him for like another hour. So now fast forward to like an hour later, I'm in front of the house, smoking a cigarette, talking with this girl, working out our fucking whatever the fuck we were yeah, working okay, out. Yeah. <laughs> and the same kid walks by me and he's like, faggot. Like as he's walking by and like I was just like, okay, imagine this. There's been like five <laughs> years of like sexual frustration with this like love of my life girl and right. it's all coming to a head in one night of Halloween drunkenness. <laughs> so it's probably like the worst time possible to call me a faggot when you've just been making out right. with some hood rat on the hood of my car. Wait a minute, what were so, you dressed as at Halloween? Oh nothing. <laughs> you were in as nothing. Yeah, well, I was like I was that guy. Oh, you know? okay. What was she yeah. dressed as? Uh she was like a cowboy or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cowgirl. I yeah, mean. no cowboy. She had like the mustache it oh was pretty, shit pretty funny but this uh, must have been really weird feelings for you <laughs> all sorts of strange feelings but like yeah i was just i think i was just like pent up rage because of the conversations i was having with this girl right and i just went up to this kid and i fucking just like elbowed him right in the face boom and i broke his nose Cut and his he's like gushing blood and then immediately i'm like oh my god what did i do i'm fucking i'm so sorry so i take him inside you're like dude you broke my nose and i take him inside and i'm like cleaning him off in the washroom like the blood's like going into the sink and i'm like cleaning his face and then he looks at me he's like wait a second are you matt brevner and i'm like no and he's like he's yeah like, yeah you're fucking matt brevner you're like, I'm like no. no i'm getting sued for sure he's yeah, like, like i'm ducking dude, a case i fucking yeah. love your music man <laughs> i'm just like oh and he's like, yeah, sorry, I, I was an asshole. I shouldn't have done that. I apologize. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because if you recognize me and you weren't a fan, I was totally going to jail that night. I can't believe that he had the, the gall to, to make out on your car and then to call to ask you what you're going to do about it, then to call you a faggot. Yeah, it was and then, rough, man. And then so then he took a, a strong John Jones right to the, right to the maw. Yeah, just like Boom. a little elbow. And it was like, I must have clipped him really good because it was just like a quick pop. And I was like... Boom, I love how tomato. I love how <laughs> most people would have had the Mark Hunt walk away, the clean way, like like whatever. That yeah. was the night or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, ah, uh, I gotta clean this guy up. Yeah. And then, I was like, I felt bad immediately. I was like, oh fuck. So you're like rinsing his mouth in the sink. And yeah. Stuff? I was like cleaning, and then he looked up in the sink, and he's like, oh That's my god. That's hilarious. That is a classic <laughs> story. That's hilarious. <laughs> so that was definitely the craziest fan interaction I've ever had. Jeez, man, yeah, that was a, sure. that was a good yeah. answer. That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> Okay, uh, question third. 
uh, this one's like contentious. It says, uh, uh, who do you think you are? Matt Brevner, who do you think you are? No kidding. <laughs> Wait, did maybe maybe they wrote it with a different inflection? Oh, who do I think? Oh, like like actually like you're actually yeah. curious. That's why I, I was I like, it I sounds contentious. That's why I'm like, who do you yeah. think you are? Okay. Like it could have been like, who who do you think you are? <laughs> Does that sound yeah. nicer? Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Who do, who do you think? Who do you think you are? Um. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I I'm I don't I'm not known to be like a cocky person, but I'm confident in my abilities because I work hard at what I do but I don't know if there's like any answer that I could give you that would make you like me any more than you do if you do it all so interesting I don't really know how to answer that, a nice that. Way to because you have to be confident and like sure of yourself in what you do and I truly do believe that I have something to offer that no one else does so I have to own that and if I don't own that there's no way I'm going to be successful at what I do but if I give you that answer you're going to think I'm a dick <laughs> or if, like you know if I tell you that like I think I'm like you know really good at what I do or like for example look at Kanye West like he says that he thinks he's a genius and people think he's he's an asshole but the man's won like 24 Grammys so if that doesn't classify you as a musical genius what does yeah so, uh, yeah and his name isn't Quincy Jones yeah exactly right, yeah, right? Exactly. so like he called himself a genius although many people would consider him a genius because he said that he's a genius he's a dink now so there's yeah. So back to my point, there's nothing I can say to answer that question without coming off like a pretentious asshole. So that's a good answer. Like that's that. a good answer. That actually covers both inflections. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was good. Who do you think you are? You're like, who the fuck do you think you are? That's hilarious. Uh, okay, this is the last one. You ready for this? Yeah. All right. Um, uh, Matt Brevner, who do you compete with? Oh, changes every day. I mean, all in all. I'm, I, I'm competing with myself like I I just want to continue to r write good songs and I think hitting certain accolades will be a byproduct of me improving as a creative um, I don't try to compete with any other like rappers in Canada especially or even like the game as a whole because like I don't want to like once you start comparing yourself to other people you're like you're self-conscious and you're always going to be like what they're doing is always be on your mind and going to seep into what you do so i'd rather be like naive of it um yeah i don't know i guess That's i'm very I'm true competing with myself i'm competing but like ultimately like you know i, I want to be one of the greats one day so if, if i was to say like i'm not competing with the guys that are like killing it right now I, i'd be you know I'd, a part of me would be lying but i have to be aware of that fact without focusing on it fully because, I mean, like, you know, there's, like, levels to this, like, this rap shit. And I know that's, like, a cliche, cliche saying, but, like, when you're starting out, it's, like, you want to be, like, the dopest fucking freestyle battle rapper in your in your high school. Yeah. And then, like, in your city. And yeah. then you want to be, like, the guy who's getting all the opening slots in the city. And then you want to be the guy that's, like, headlining in the city. And, and then you want to be, be the best regional guy. Yeah, the and regional guy. The then best. the best in the province. That's then right. the best in the country. And then the best in North America. So, like... I don't know. I think for jitters for me, when I was like, when I was like, fuck, man, like, I'm actually up against like idols in my eyes, you know. So it's like, I guess yeah, the level has changed. Pretty wild. Like, I mean, you know, uh, was Cardi nominated that year? It was Drake. Drake. Drake won it. I, Cardi was there, and he was like a really nice guy. But I'm not sure if he was nominated that year. The Drake win was the makeup win. That was the yeah. That was scent of a woman. Yeah, because the that Junos was... <laughs> fucked him over. Like, how are you gonna have the guy, Host? the hottest rapper in the world? 
host the fucking Junos, come like from whatever he was doing, which was like probably pretty awesome, like getting laid in Miami yeah. or getting a hundred grand a show somewhere else to like come do this event and not even give him an award. Yeah. Like that's just like a slap in the face, man. And it's like, how can you, it's like, I when think I saw Shad that, beat him that year. Yeah. Shad did have, but even like, no, yeah, he did. But even yeah. the look on Shad's face, he's like, really? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And like all respect to Shad, but I mean like if, you know, it's like, do you think Shad would have done that reaction anyway? I don't know. If it wasn't Drizzy, I, well, Shad's a really humble guy. In my yeah, he probably would have so been, like, been surprised anyways. But I mean, let's be real. Like, I mean, Drake, it's like, okay, one thing you can argue subjectively is, is songwriting creativity. Everybody has their own tastes. But numbers don't lie. And if you're going to bring one of the biggest celebrities in the world back home to host your event and not even acknowledge his numbers, like solely on that, it's like, it's kind of a joke. Like, yeah. to be honest, and I'm sorry, you know, I, I have a lot of love for, and respect for the Junos. I hope to be nominated again, and I hope you don't hear this and think I'm a dick. <laughs> but I know deep down you guys are thinking the same thing. You must be, because, I mean, he's, like, one of the biggest of all time. One of the best parts about your statement is that, I know you guys are all thinking it, is it's, it's weird that we're all part of this, like, unofficial, official academy, essentially. Yeah. And we all feel a certain way. But yet, decisions don't always reflect that. Totally, Macklemore. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Understandable. Yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, I appreciate. I appreciate you answering. These are pretty good listener national. This is pretty good. <laughs> I like that. You, I really liked how when you said, uh, with the when you're saying you know you, you only compete for yourself. Um, there's, there's kind of a self awareness there mm. that that's like really endearing i think i think that's pretty cool man like because it, a lot of people would probably say that as a canned response yeah but when you say it it feels very direct it feels very i mean you authentic. have to be because i mean if you're always competing with other people you're never going <clears> to <throat> surpass surpass those people because you're putting them on like a pedestal like don't put the pussy on a pedestal man you know what I mean? <laughs> <Pussy> <laughs> yeah right yeah. so like yeah i don't know like for me to say that I am in direct competition with certain people is for me to say that I am the same as these people and I belong in the same categories as these people. So it's not up to me to place myself in a box. It's up to you to put me in a box, Mm -hmm. you know? So for you guys, I'm competing with whoever you think I'm competing with. But for me, it's myself. Honestly, like aside from myself, my biggest competition is my sister. She's a painter and she's extremely talented at what she does in like a very different lane from what I do. So it's cool because we're always like, it's like this friendly competition between us because we both know how higher standards of quality are and we both do something completely different. So it's like, right. there's never that threat of, you know, it's like sometimes when you get two MCs in a room, it's That's always right. like, a, who's got the bigger dick? Yeah. But it's like, it's not like that because it's like, it's my baby sister and I'm proud of her. That's right. Yeah. You know? Well, you can appreciate visually what she does yeah. and yeah. she appreciates what you do sonically. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Okay, cool. Uh, stick around while we wrap this thing up. Is that good? Yeah, man, definitely. Yeah. You want to say goodbye to the internet, folks? Bye, internet, folks. <laughs> so yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for making time to come down here and do the show today. Oh man, it's been a pleasure. Like really insightful questions, and yeah, I'm just stoked, man. It's cool to hang out. You're embarrassing me. What? What, <laughs> with, uh, what with my clear technical proficiency here with the the mic running earlier? <laughs> You're pro. Yeah. No. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, um, if you would like to follow Brevner, uh, as he will be in 2015, as uh, 2014 comes to close, if you'd like to follow Brevner, you can do so on Twitter at Matt Brevner, which will not be anymore soon, but (laughs) until then, then. at Matt Brevner. You follow him on Instagram at Brevner, and uh, you can always keep up with all of his latest exploits and releases at mattbrevner.com, all of which will be in the episode details of this episode. 
Um, and uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you're gonna wanna check out his album coming out November 4th. Uh, right, thanks, thanks for that cue. Uh, November 4th, Eclectricity. Uh, it's uh, it's gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be definitely be your last album as Matt Brevner, moving forward into a new era as Brevner. Um, I really appreciate you coming on the show today, man. Yeah, man, I I had a great time, and whenever you'd love to have me back, I'd love to hang out and just talk shop, man. It's yeah. been really good. Talk shop. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever want to follow uh, me for whatever goddamn reason, you can follow me on the show. Uh, you follow the, uh, on the actual website, intergalacticinterviews.com. Check out past episodes. Uh, subscribe. Uh, we're still trying to figure out iTunes. They definitely didn't like our previous episodes that had music in it, and now they are kind of on the fence about us so that's mm. the situation mm. uh you can always follow me on twitter at md underscore boomsday and uh you can send us your thoughts your your hate your critique your show ideas your guest ideas uh you can send us also uh video treatments for matt brevner uh, <laughs> jamie at ampreckordsco.com uh no seriously don't do that uh <laughs> i would uh i would just want to say thanks again for coming on the show man yeah it's been great as Amen. the music kicks in here that uh, we can obviously hear. Yeah. Why don't you say goodbye to the fans here? Say goodbye. Goodbye, fans. Thank you for your loyalty over the years. I promise I will not cease in my hard work and valiant effort to make you guys proud. <laughs> That's a promise. That's a promise, and I will die trying. There so you go. I promise you that. Lots of good things coming up. That was an oath. That's an oath. Yeah, Fantastic. you can take that shit to the bank. I have good credit. Let's jump. Check out Matt Redner. <laughs> We'll see you next week. Boom. Boom. Peace.